I'm not an active criminal. I'm not one of these that's going to sit here and fabricate these fucking stories. You know, get some big people, you know, not mentioning names, they make it out there. I'm not no major drug smuggler or big arm robber. I'm not. I'm just a lad who makes his money, who goes to work, makes his money, but it just so happens my profession is violence, right? Look, we can't let you fight while I'm on a tag. You know, while you're on a tag, you don't want to be associated with criminality. You know, it's a bad like a fucking boxing show. But I don't know what's going to happen. My, my life's so fucking unpredictable. I don't know if I'm going to get fucking killed one day, put in prison the next, run over anything, you know, this is the this is the joys of living in the fast lane. Anyway, pulled up in the traffic lights, how do you fucking head, how do you fucking head, how do you fucking head, like the machine guns pointed at me, bearing in mind, seven o'clock on a fucking Monday morning, fucking a bit early for that, you cunts. Next thing you know, the things start getting eaten, things start getting, next thing you know, the, the things come out, pop, pop, pop. To me, you know, I've never been involved in anything, I'm ducking behind fucking cars like that. And in, I think it's February 26th, God willing, uh, we fight for a world title. Welcome back to Karen TV, bringing you the most exciting interviews from around the world. Today, delighted to be at Lab 99 Gym in Petersfield with bare knuckle boxing superstar Darren Dazzler Hendry, also known as uh, the bare knuckle bad boy. Darren, how are we doing? Yeah, all good, thank you. Not bad at all. Thank you very much for giving me the time. Um, so, obviously, a few of you might have seen Darren did a previous interview on the channel um, that was doing unbelievably well, nearly had 100,000 views in two weeks. But unfortunately, I have to be taken down when the police got in touch and said it could be perceived as threatening. And Darren, unfortunately, had a court case going on at the time. And I now believe that, that court case is done. Uh, finished now, is it, Darren? Yeah, well, it's never fucking done with them like with the other mob, is it? But as on paper, that court case is finished. You know, thank fuck for that. Perfect. Plus, fucking joke it was anyway, but that's another story. And that lasted for fucking years, didn't it? Yeah, Obviously, yeah. you ended up going away for a bit of time, coming out on tag and that. and. Yeah. So it's nice to have that. Obviously. It's been emotional. It's been emotional, that's for sure. So you haven't got uh, that weight hanging over your no, shoulders anymore. No. Uh, you can obviously concentrate on the fight. And, that's uh, it. And you've got nothing pending, no further court cases or trouble? No, no. That's it. A couple of fucking Mickey Mouse probation things and stuff I've got to do. You know, you know, I've got to play the game, haven't I? You know? Absolutely. Shouldn't have been put in that position anyway, but like I say, that's another fucking story. Absolutely. I'm jealous of it, not having nothing pending. Yeah. But, um, and so talk to me about... Um, the police harassment, do you think it was like harassment obviously it went on over the last couple of years? Oh, 100%, 100%. As I discussed in our previous interview, I'm not an active criminal. I'm not one of these that's going to sit here and fabricate these fucking stories. You know, get some big people, you know, not mentioning names, they make it out there. I'm not no major drug smuggler or big arm robber. I'm not. I'm just a lad who makes his money, who goes to work, makes his money, but it just so happens my profession is violence, right? But yes, I do have a bit of form in the past and stuff like that. And there's this one bent copper who's got, I don't know if he's got some homosexual infatuation with me or what, but he's got a proper fucking hard on for me. He knows full well that I was innocent in that last thing. You know, he knew, he knew full well, but he still just, he had a proper, when they got a stump on for you, that's it, isn't they? Do you know what I mean? They're just, they're just cunts, isn't they? Of course. Well, hopefully you can leave you alone now. Well, I'd like to think so. Get on with your life, you sad, silly little man. Yeah, go, go and catch some proper criminals. Proper, exactly. You know, there's people out there raping and murdering, but he wants to come after little old me, but, you know... Yeah, well, uh, get on with your life, officer. Yeah. 
Um, but obviously, since our previous interview, you've had um, one bare knuckle fight, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Whatever, yeah. European title. Do you want to tell us about that? So when was that? That was, that was August the 28th. Um, yeah, August the 28th. It's been so difficult because obviously I was on the GPS. I saw obviously people obviously will put a description for that um, fight in there, so have a look at that in the details. Yeah, yeah, of course. But you were fighting with a tag. I was fighting with a tag. I don't know if that's ever been done before, especially in a European title fight. But yeah, obviously I had a GPS um, curfew, a GPS tracker on my ankle, and it made training so hard because obviously I had to be in at eight o'clock every night. So to get most training, you know, most training sessions. I was having to run back, get there, and there was only certain locations I could go to. I couldn't go up to London because I couldn't pass through Surrey. So I was having to, you know, just do little bits where I could, you know, and be a bit of a bit of a gym hopper, having to go to different bits, you know. Um, but yeah, the fight went well. The, the original geezer I was supposed to fight was some ex-German cruiserweight champion, and some, you know, would have been a real test for me. From no fault of my own, people say I've had a couple of easy fights, but that's been no fault of my own. It's not my fault. People pull out. Um, yeah. the day before or the week before you know it's happened a couple of times now every every time I've got to fight someone that was supposed to be a credible test they've pulled out like through, you know, through no fault of their own and I'm having to fight someone who I wasn't originally supposed to fight and the fight went my way I, I mean I spanked the geezer in about you know a minute less than a minute I think you know I don't really know but fair play to the geezer he come over I think he was from Denmark or something he come over last minute last minute opponent change didn't even have time to get a game plan together but you know Went in there and done the business, you know. Was there any needle before? Because I heard the commentators when I was watching there talking about, oh my God, looks like something's gone on. Something. If, if he's from Denmark, or was it just in case you're fired up? No, no, it wasn't that. Because I'm quite, I'm not, you know, some of these people in this fighting game, you know, they, they put on, they, 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 I'm, I'm quite cool, do you know what I mean? I got no, you know, if I got something personal with someone, it will be a whole fucking different game. And the fight and the guy at the window, I'll come up to your fucking house. But that's another story, you know. Um, I put up a picture as a joke. It was me being a bit disrespectful because the geezer, you know, Ronald McDonald, the McDonald's character, they look, you know, big curly. Yeah, he looked a bit like him. So I put up a picture saying, "Oh, this is who I'm fighting now," and um, he was like, "Yeah, you're very disrespectful to me. You're very disrespectful." So I'm halfway to the ring and he's giving me a look, going, "You're very disrespectful." So mate, we're just about to have a fucking bare knuckle fight. You know what I mean, mate? Sort out your problems in the ring. Not fucking doing it now. But so yeah, but. Afterwards, it's all, it's, it's all fun and games. I shook his hand and his corner's hand and all that. You know, there ain't no malice on my behalf. Of course. And um, obviously, that was on the BFB promotion, was it? BFBA, Barefoot Boxing Association. And I just want to say, yeah, fair play, fair play to um, Andrew Bakewell, who owns BFBA, and also Ian Mozzie Morris from Bloodsport um, Affiliated Management, because they gave me the opportunity when others wouldn't. And it looks like they're doing big things. They're the doing show the, big, the weekend just gone. Yeah. Like a real good show. And, and they're so uh, easy to work with and all that, you know. They're so easy to work with. You know, they're not on your back all the time. And they're just good, good lads. I think because they're ex-fighters themselves, they know, they understand, you know. And they're, they're decent lads. Mm. And so, obviously, previously you'd fought on the BKB, was Yeah, it? that's right. And so what had happened there for you not to carry on? Because obviously you're unbeaten on that, you're unbeaten in general. Uh, yeah. Or why did the separation happen there? Um, I come out of prison. Um, and I just wanted to get fighting straight away. No, I'm on 31, and I just wanted to get fighting 30 whenever I was going to come out. I just wanted to get fighting straight away. There's such a short, especially bare knuckles, shorter than glove boxing. You know, anything could fucking happen. I mean, I broke my hand in the last fight. But I just wanted to get fighting straight away. And I was saying to the promoters, and this isn't a dig at them. It's not, you know, they've got a show to run. They got, and I'm not being disrespectful. I'm not a disrespectful kind of fella. But I was like, look, I don't want to be fighting. And there was Amal and Aaron, and then I got a message back saying... Look, we can't let you fight while I'm on a tag. You know, while you're on a tag, we don't want to be associated with criminality. You know, it's a bare knuckle like fucking boxing show, but that's that's neither here nor there. And I was thinking about, and I can understand their reasoning. They're trying to move away from the fuggish image, and I can understand their reasoning. You know, 
Um, but I was sitting there thinking, I said, look, I'm 31 years old. I said, I can't be waiting about it. I don't know what's going to happen. My, my life's so fucking unpredictable. I don't know if I'm going to get fucking killed one day, put in prison the next, run over, anything. You know, this is the, this is the joys of living in the fast lane. And I, I couldn't sit about the fucking way. Um, I was even sitting there twiddling my thumbs, waiting for my court case pending, or what else is going to fucking happen. Do you know what I mean? Or, but then another promotion said, you know, we understand that people do or don't make mistakes, depending on which way you look at it. And um, we'll give you that opportunity. You're a decent fight. We want you on our show. And, uh, you know, thank you. know, No disrespect to the other one, but I'm grateful to the other promotion for letting me have that opportunity to fight and show what I'm going to do. Yeah, will you ever go back to BKB now or you would be at BFB or you're going to go between whatever suits you best I, I, at the I'm time? I'm a very loyal person. Are you so contracted to BF, solely to BFBA now? Yes, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I, I, it goes a long way with me, you know. it's They gave me the opportunity when no one else would. You know, so, and it's, it's such a good show. It's coming up so much as well, you know. Yeah, so guys, if you didn't see the most recent show for the weekend, I highly recommend it. Ben Hatchett was fighting there. Um, <laughs> uh, who has that? Chazza fighting as well, who we'll did an interview with soon as well. They had that Martin Ford there, Absolute Monster there, Dougie Joyce there, Tom Zanetti. It looked like a really good show. And um, so you're going to be fighting now for their title, is that right, Darren? Well, I fought for the European title in that yeah. last one. And in, I think it's February 26th, God willing, uh, we fight for a world title. And fighting for the, the, the Cruiserweight world title, BFBA Cruiserweight Burnout title. Do you know who you're going to be fighting in that? Yeah, but I, can't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say yet. But okay, so don't say, but is it a tough opponent? Very, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he fights on a very well-known Polish show. Is it? One of the well-known Polish Burnout show, he fights on that. And he's, you know, them them Swiss roles, they're hard as fucking, you know. I've seen some of those Polish shows. They're, 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 they yeah, brutal, yeah, they don't give a fuck today. So what he might not lack it might might have better Queensbury rules boxing ability than him, but they're, they're tough as fucking old boots. Them, them Swiss rolls, aren't they? Yeah, of course. And uh, so I really look forward to obviously watching that. And have you started your camp yet? Obviously, we're still a good few months away. No, no, because because I've had this I had this court case hanging over my fucking head, you know, which I can't talk too much about, understandably. Yeah. But um, it, it was. As much as the case itself was a load of bollocks and complete bullshit, you, you never know how it's going to go, do you? You know, you don't know if they're going to chuck you out with a five stretch or what, or what, you know? So I just had that hanging over and I've been getting fat as fuck eating fucking kebabs and shit like that. But I was, I have been, I was still, I always keep myself ticking over, keep myself a little bit sharp because you don't know what's going to happen, you know, just day to day living. Yeah. But um, get Christmas out of the way, you know, I'm not a party boy, so that's, that's, you know, it's not really that sort of thing that I have to worry about. But I'm going to get Christmas out of the way and get straight back in the camp, you know? Mm. And so you're not going to be going crazy and letting your hair down, obviously, now you've got no. to tag off your leg and that. And no, no, I just want to move on with my fucking life, you know? Of course. And so who are you going to be training with, um, Darren, once you're, who's going to be your, your coach once for this stuff? Can you talk about that? Or are they someone who's involved with licensed boxing? So they no, can't... no, no. I've got, um, I've got some very good people around me. I'll just say that. I've got a friend of mine who's opening up a gym um, quite near to where I'm staying at the minute. So... That's that's um and he's a very well known in the kickboxing and boxing world and he's a he's a pal of mine as well and he's a, he's a good good trainer. I'm trying to have talks with him at the minute. Of course. And so um, important question: like, why did you ever choose to do the bare knuckle route? Obviously, where you'd be doing senior amateur stuff because obviously a lot of these people in the bare knuckle stuff are either people who are too old for boxing yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. retired boxers or they're people who have come from unlicensed and they're not really in their prime. Like for you. You had a really successful amateur senior amateur career, yeah. a short one, ended up winning the Harringay Cup. I'm beaten as a senior, I yeah. boxed out of Guildford. Yeah. Um, why did you not turn over 
and go down the, the club route when you obviously were someone who was so skilled and could have, could and could still have a future in football. Do you know what it was? I, I came I came out of prison the first time. I come out, I think it was January 2019, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was, uh, the, the bare knuckle, right? Sorry, sorry to go back to myself. The, the bare knuckle, when I first started watching it, it was like, you know, when I first started, you know, four or five years ago, it was like just like local hard men from the pub and, you know, old thugs and things like that. Not much, and it was just hit and hoax. Then it graduated and it was like ex-pro boxers, ex-UFC fighters. It was a good standard of it. And that's when I sort of got, got into it. Now, you know, this isn't no disrespect. I don't mean no disrespect, but you've got to start getting some fucking proper donuts getting into the bare knuckle now. It's like, this ain't a Mickey Mouse sport. You know, there ain't no fucking dolly mixtures around there. It's, it's a fucking... What lads that have one or two white collar boxing fights, and now they're getting into the, the bare knuckle. And it's like you something was going to get fucking seriously hurt, you know. But going back on your first original question, I come out of prison, and I had one more senior against a tough lad from Kent and I was like I was what 29, 30 and I was thinking look boxing for plastic trophies putting all that effort in boxing for plastic trophies it, it, I was either going to go pro as a glove boxer or or, or but I always fancied the bare knuckle being a little shit from being a younger bare knuckles has always been a part of my life anyway and um the glove boxer is either go down you've got to be everyone knows boxing I'm not I don't mean to lift a little bit but it's a very Corrupt sport, isn't it? The more tickets you sell, the, the you're going to win fights, isn't you? And I'm I'm not from the city. I'm not a big city boy. I'm from a little town in the southeast. If you don't if 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 you don't sell tickets, you ain't. And I'm too proud to be a journeyman. I didn't want to be a fucking journeyman, especially at my weight, getting your brains punched in for a few quid, you know. So it, it was going down the bare knuckle route, and I like I like the bare knuckle. It's um, yeah, it's, it suits me to you know. Mm. A lot of glove boxers come over and they can't really. And not, not all, but some can't really get to the bare knuckle dynamics, you know? Well, like I say, it's a completely brutal, it's, it's fighting, isn't it? It's brutal mm. compared to boxing, which exactly. is more of a sport, isn't it? Um, so like I'm saying about this, this next opponent, you know, people have said I might have better boxing skills, but that means fuck all in a bare knuckle fight, does it? You know, all it takes is one shot and boom, you're out. Of course. And so you obviously spoke about why you did it. Is any chance you're going back to glove boxing at any point? I'll do unlicensed fights, you know, to, to keep myself ticking over and earn a few quid or whatever. I'll, um... Just because I love fighting, I love I love boxing, I love the competitive competitiveness of it, and and yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do it. But as for going pro, yeah. I, no, I don't think so. No way. So in the past, you've even had some um, MMA fights and stuff like this. Yeah. Would you, would you ever do anything like that again? Probably or not. Or anything like this? Nah, just... I doubt it. The MMA is not for me. I respect it, but it ain't for me. The MMA, it's, it's you know, it's, and at my age now, it's, it's I can't be fucked to go and learn the ground. I love I like wrestling. I like wrestling. You know, not no fucking wearing your pants, WWF wrestling, but you know, like Olympic style wrestling. I like that. But um, the MMA, the jiu-jitsu stuff, maybe when I'm a bit older, I might get into it. But as for fighting MMA, nah, bare knuckles my forte. I love it, you know. Of course. And um, so obviously the traveller community are renowned for the bare knuckle fights and that. Yeah, Did yeah. Do you ever, ever have one of these fights with them just for money that obviously wasn't on a promotion as such, which is just like... If the right money's there, you fight anyone, wouldn't you? It's a lot different, the the, the traveller sort of, to the, the bare knuckles we know in the BKB type sort of thing. That's, there, there's no rounds, it's fucking, it can be a lot, a lot of very slow paced, not a lot of shots fun. I prefer the in and out, bam, bam, bam. You know, fuck the Queensbury rules. I just want to go boom, 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 get it over and done with. You know, inflict as much violence as maximally possible and just hurt that cunt, excuse my language, he yeah. hurt the person as, as most ferociously as possible. Then shake his hand after. There's no malice. But I'm not sitting there pouring each other. It's not my my thing. Yeah, it's more. But then again, you see the, the fight between. Um, 
I've seen a fight to the other day between Danny Christie and Decker. Yeah, but that was in the twelve foot ring, wasn't that it? Was so that was in the twelve foot. Yeah, but and, you know, I know that Decker's supposed to be a bit of a donut, but I don't know the gigs, so I can't judge. But I thought fair play to the pair of them. You know, no matter no matter 100%, what. Well, you know, not and that's all I'm saying. You know, I don't know about their fucking past history, and I don't give a fuck. You know, it's nothing to do with me. I don't know the gigs, but. I think fair play to them. You know, they can hold the reins up right. And also, big shout out to Dougie and Paul Venice. They're both two like, top lads. And they've done a fucking um, mustard job on that. And all. Yeah, done so a very good job. That was a good concept that they did. Because obviously, Dougie was trying to change it slightly rather than being one of the ones where people can move about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 foot ring. Nice nowhere place. to run, nowhere to hide. And I thought Christie, for, for a smaller fella, done fucking immensely well. Did yeah. very well, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, fair play to both the men. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah. And so... Um, Talk to me about, is there a dream opponent out there for you as a bare knuckle? Is there one person you've had your eye on and thought, he's a decent, he's a serious pro, <laughs> he'd be, be had a good career. Is there anyone you're looking at that you'd be like, not, right? No, not really. I mean... Who's the best out there? I don't know. Probably my pal Jimmy Sweeney, but he's a completely different weight than me. He's in another promotion, but he's... Um, but yeah, I don't really look too many about other people. I give a fuck about my, myself, you know? Um, but there, there is... At the show, like I can't like I say, I don't want to mention names because no, my like there's people fucking watching this and getting getting me done for you know defamation of Kepler. But there's there's someone that called me out the other day who I won't mention by name, but I was supposed to fight him on a previous promotion, and he pulled out the day before with a broken hand, and then he pulled he called me out the other day because he he won his fight, but his extracurricular activities, what he does for a job, means I can't never fight. I, I will never fight that geezer because he's. You know, the, the company I keep and stuff, I could never live it down if I was to fight him. There'd be no glory in beating him. And God job, if, it, you know, if he ever landed a punch in me, I could never live it down because of what his extra extra activities he gets up to. You know, I can't fucking, I could never fight someone like that, you know? Mm, so it's a mystery. I'd uh, intrigued to know who that is. Uh, maybe you can tell me when the camera finishes after the interview. Um, well, he's a fucking gay porn star. He's a, he's a fucking gay porn star. You know, I'm not mentioning him by names, but it's it's, 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 it's it's I've actually spoken to the geezer. He's actually a lovely lad, and he, apparently he's not bent. But you know, this isn't homophobic. Before you start fucking having a go at me or anything, it's um he is actually a sound geezer. I don't mean no disrespect because if he does that as a job, oh, how the fuck could I? You know, if I bashed him up, which I would, and it, I, oh yeah, but you bashed up an iron. And if, if he landed a punch at me, uh, you, got, you got hit by, you know, I, I just, this is no disrespect, but how the fuck could I put myself in that position to fight someone like that? There's, there's no, it's lose-lose for me, isn't it? Yeah, I'd sooner right. give up fighting all together than fight someone like that. Jeez. You know, and that's no disrespect, but I, I just, I can't, I couldn't do that. Indeed. And um, so when we mentioned obviously dream fights, there is an opponent as such, but would you like to go out to America? Is there any possibility or where you got I've, You've got more chance of fucking Charles Bronson going to America than me. I've got a fucking criminal record as long as you are. I don't know what the right, I don't, I've, to be honest, I've never looked too much into it. But a good friend of mine, Nick Chapman, he's um, doing it in Thailand now. He's doing BKFC, the American firm. He's doing it out in Thailand and um, he's offered me to go out there. But obviously I've got probation and shit like that. But um, yeah, shout out to Nick. He's doing big things out there. Good lad. See, that, that could be a big lift. And I'd love to. I'd love to go to Thailand. You know what I mean? The thing is, I, people get this misconception. I wouldn't get. I don't find Oriental pussy very attractive. I wouldn't really give a fuck about. You know. You know. Some people go to Thailand for doing this. I would literally go out there for training because I think it looks like a beautiful place. And go out there and bash someone up, earn a few quid, well, have a nice get, holiday. Yeah, hopefully you get a chance to go out there at some point in twenty twenty. That's one for the future. Yes. Yeah. And. Um, so earlier you mentioned obviously the court case is done, you've got nothing pending at the moment. You said obviously you're trying to stay out of trouble, but you've had, and your place been raided in the last few months. And they won't let me live my fucking life. I'm, I'm, they, they, like I said, they seem to think I'm some sort of fucking major criminal, which I'm not. I go to work, I do me a bit of training, 
I said, you know, my security company, the security company I was involved with got shut down because the initials so happened to be DJ8, which is my initials. Pure coincidence. But, um, yeah, they, they shut that down because, you know, they couldn't have villains involved with the security business. Um, and I was going about, this was about three or four months ago, bearing in mind, I'm staying with um, some friend of mine's family, yeah? This was, I was on the tag. Driving about Monday morning, about seven o'clock in the morning, driving, and that was a parked up X5, blacked out X5, on the, on the side of the fucking country verge. I thought, that's odd. That's either someone coming to whack me, or this old Bill, you know? So I'm driving along, tried to do the old go round and round about four times, but where I, where I was staying is like proper dead end, like straight roads. Anyway, I've pulled up in the traffic lights. How's you fucking head? How's you fucking head? How's you fucking head? Like, the machine guns pointed at me. Bearing in mind, 7 o'clock on a fucking Monday morning. Fucking a bit early for that, innit, you cunts? Anyway, they dragged me out the fucking motor. But where it is, is the little town I grew up in. So people who, who knew me mum growing up and that, knew me from a little boy, they're like, leave him alone, for fuck's sake, shouting at the old Bill taking pictures. Leave him alone, you lot are always on him. And I said, what you nicked me for this time? Well, you know, you've got jobs to do. And, that, and they, they've done it under the, the disguise of me breaching my tag. Since I've been on this tag, well, since I was on that tag, I had to be in at 8 o'clock every night. It's always been 20, 100 hours. They said, no, 6, six o'clock, you know, 1,800 hours. I said, all right, you silly cunt. I said, you can take me to the station, do whatever you want, you're going to be apologising me in half an hour. But I didn't know. I knew it was sounding a bit naughty because you don't come with shooters for, for a breach of a tag. Breach, yeah. breach of a fucking tag, you know what I mean? You know, the full, the full mufty lot on, the full, you know, right squad shit on. Anyway, they took me to the station. Right, when they're down there, we're actually searching your house for drugs and firearms. Drugs and firearms. I said, really? Come on. One, one, and I was like, sound camera, I'm not involved in drugs and firearms. I'm not. Two, even if I was, which I'm not, do you think I'd be that fucking stupid to leave them at my friend's family's house? How disrespectful would that be? Yeah, I'm just shot and drugs and fucking firearms and, you know, firearms from your fucking house. How fucking stupid. I don't know where they get their fucking intelligence from. But, anyway, so they've, drug, they've put me in the back of the van, you know, all, all cuffed up, fucking machine guns, all that. Took me to Basingstoke, Nick. Uh, hour later, Santa, Mr. Hendry, yeah? We're so sorry, we've made a really big mistake. I said, well, I did fucking tell you that. And they, but their attitude couldn't have changed so much. So they've, they've raided me drunk. My poor mate's mum, do you know what I mean? Waking up, you know, a 60-year-old lady with a shooter pointing at her fucking head. Imagine me, you know, how I had to go back to um, my mate's house with my tail between the legs. I'm real sorry. And they're like, well, it's your fault. You know, obviously, they didn't find nothing because I didn't have anything because I've never been involved in that. Anyway, so the police on the way back, their attitudes couldn't have changed so much. Mr. Hendry, we'll give you a lift. And I went and jumped in the back. I was like, oh, no, that's right, I can make my own way. Anyway, they said, no, that's right. And it started pissing down my brain. I went to jump in the back. That's right, you sit in the front. We'll give you a lift all the way. Jump in the front. Yeah, would you like a Mars bar? They're fucking attitudes of the cunts. Wankers, mate. They're wankers. Of course. But, um, so when you came out of uh, jail a year ago, Darren, wasn't there some sort of um, firearm sort of incident? <laughs> no, that was when I come out of prison the first time. So I come out... So, so I don't know the exact dates and I've got to be very fucking careful. And this is all allegedly, of course. So I've come out, say it was the Thursday. On a Saturday, I got called to go and do a bit of work in a town. Again, I can't disclose locations or times and places and dates. But I've got um, a little Asian mob, some bit of food went missing. So we was, you know, like a, being a bit muscled while they was having a meet. And there was a, there was a couple of poppers involved. There, there, was, there was a couple of shooters on the firm. Anyway, I, I've never been involved in I'm not, you know, like I said before, I'm not some major criminal. I've never really been involved in shootings and things like that or firearms. It's never been my sort of thing. 
Anyway, I was like, whatever you do, don't fucking use that. Don't fucking use that. Next thing you know, the things start getting eaten. Things start getting. Next thing you know, the, the things come out. Pa, pa, pa. So me, you know, I've never been involved in anything. I'm ducking behind fucking cars like that. Because you hear about these things ricocheting, don't you? That's how people get in it. So me, I must have looked like a proper scared little fanny. I was, it was just ducking under cars and stuff like that. But um, no one, luckily, no one got hurt. So yeah, that's all right. So guys, like we say, stay away from uh, yeah. anything like that. Stay we don't condone that, children. When you came out of uh, jail, the doors get like, closed straight away. Like you say, the one promotion weren't letting you fight with the tag on People your leg. People turned their back, you know, and they didn't even know. They weren't, they weren't letting you fight the tag on your leg. On top of that, you were trying to do legit work in terms of the security firm and stuff like this. That ends up getting pressured. That ends up getting closed down. You then get harassed and stuff. Mate, it's a but fucking joke. It's crazy. Surely you do crime, you do some time for it, whatever it may be, and then people should let you get on with your life. And we talked both earlier off camera about boxing licenses, struggle to get them if you've been involved in crime. Yeah. Like, how hard is it it's to try mate, to stay straight and narrow? The thing is, there is people out there, you know, hurting people and doing whatnot and stuff like that. But I genuinely, you know, I'm not saying I'm Mr. Squeaky Clean, Mr. Fucking Innocent. I'm not trying to say that. But the shit that this, this case was involved in was a load of fucking bollocks. But they don't, they don't fucking listen. You know, they don't. Once they've got a cob on for you, that's it, mate. You know. Yep. And um, so, like you said, you you were doing all the security stuff, but that's ended up getting shut down. I'm still doing bits of security, but it's a different time, you know. Yeah, and so and is, I'm doing. Go on, sorry. So is it is it just that work? Are you doing any other sort of work? I do. I, do I still do my personal training and stuff like that. I train fighters and whatever. And uh, yeah, anyone that needs security or personal training, feel free to add my Insta. I think you've got it on there, have you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We'll have the link below. Um, and what about uh, debt collecting and stuff like this? You doing, doing that sort of? Work? If anyone's got any debts need picking up, yeah, just get in contact. All I say is I can't, I've got to be so careful what I say on this camera, haven't I? Do you know what I mean? Any, just give me a message. If you add me up on the Instagram or something and um, give me a little message and see how I can help you with whatever it is. Whether it's training, debt, security, anything, you know? Yeah, and um, obviously touching on the trouble before. Obviously in the past you've been hurt quite badly. You've been hit with weapons and stuff like this. You've been staying out of all that sort of trouble and that. Obviously you don't, don't, you don't need to talk about any... No, no, I haven't been stabbed recently and I haven't been hit with a weapon recently. I've, I've, in all fairness, for the last year, I've been good as gold. Well, goldish, you know. Perfect, well, yeah, no one knows nothing, so it didn't happen. Well, exactly, exactly. And so talk to us about your future plans, Darren. You, obviously, like I say, you're still doing a bit of security. Are you open to get the, the firm up and running? What, they, do they stop you if you've got a license or something? You can't have nothing in your name, or is, what is it? Well, there's, uh, I can't run anything in my name per se, uh, but there's nothing stopping other people becoming partners and me helping them out you know what I mean because I get so many contracts that I, you know I get so with the boxing world and people who know me and stuff like that I am um, because you know I, I've got connections all up and down the fucking length and breadth of the country you know even it's good or bad and I'm always getting offers for security always it's just do you want the security industry it's trying to find decent lads to do it now you know the coronavirus has fucked so many things up you know not just the security but everything but um yeah, it's, it's trying to find decent lads to do it nowadays. And like you say, the trade isn't what it was, where you need to have licences now, you can't have criminal records, difficult to be able to do you think back in the day, you got a job doing the doors, or doing the job doing security, when you was a bit of a lump and look after yourself? Now you get some, you get some spotty, spotty fucking, you know, disrespect, some spotty 19-year-old kid who goes back like that and shit himself and hide in the cupboard. You know, back in the day, when you had proper lads that could do the job, they're, they're gone, aren't they? Because they can't get the, the licences no more. And like I say, it's crazy these days. Bouncers can't even give the troublesome person a slap <laughs> like this, or they're, before they know it, they're in the cell. The police ain't backing them in the same way, even though maybe they should be. Exactly, yes. Like that. Yeah. 
It's fucked up. Yeah, and so talk to me about your future plans then, Darren. What are you planning to do? So you've got the world title fight coming up in February, but what are you looking to achieve in the personal thing for the rest of 2022 and beyond? Are you looking to stay with BFBA? Yeah, um, I want to get this, well, I'll win, I'll win this world title, see what, you know, it's going to open up so many more opportunities when I win it, just keep on winning, keep on smashing the fuck out of people, um, stay out of trouble, not that I should have got in trouble in the first place, but, that, you know, that's neither in or there, you know, um, and just continue to do well, you know, life's, life's good at the minute, you know, I've got that Mickey Mouse court case out of the way, and life's good, you know, it's, Hopefully no one tries to fucking kill me or fucking you no know, bank coppers try to f fix me up for nothing and then I can just carry on living my fucking life. I don't want to, I'm not a, a thorn in people's side. I don't want to be a prob problematic person, you know. Mm. I, someone once told me it's better to build bridges than burn bridges, which I thought was a very good quote, you know. And that's all I want to do. I, I don't have malice towards anyone. I think some people are scumbags for what they, what they do to other people, but... I don't, I don't seek revenge. Some people, revenge is knowing that them people have to live with the rest of their life knowing what they've done. You know, and that's, that's, that's their revenge. That's karma, isn't it? It's their revenge. Cool. So you like settled down at the moment? You're in a relationship or anything? Or you just... Well, yeah, shout out. I've got, got one girl. I don't need a mention her on camera. Oh, she knows gosh. who she is. Well, fair play. Hopefully you can stay like settled in that. And talk to me about, um, obviously, prison previously. You've been in prison on a couple of occasions. Have you got any sort of stories about from back in your times in prison? Uh, well, I don't know how much people remember from the first interview we'd done, but to be honest, when lads like me, unless you're a proper fucking donut going around giving it to Barry McGuigan, you, you, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to be all right at jail. It's just boring as fuck, isn't it? But the thing is, with the coronavirus, when I was there, it's 23 and a half hour day banger. What does make me laugh, though, is since I've come out and whatever, I've seen, you know, like, like what we're doing now, these podcast things, and I see these lads I've, I've known that were in prison when I was there, and they were like boys that used to fucking do my washing and stuff. And now they're running around saying they're like, um, like top ma mafia boys and top, top government and stuff like that. Doing, you know, making out their, 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 their... Oh, that's a little diddle that used to wash my socks and stuff like that. But there was, I'll tell you one funny story. When I was in high down, obviously, you, you know you've been behind the door yourself. Fucking... They wouldn't, they wouldn't bring my clothes in. Like, me, I got me mum or one of my girls to drop off my clothes. I don't want to wear no fucking second-hand, you know, part of other trousers that everyone else has worn or something like that. So I've got my own tracksuits and whatever brought in. And I'm just fucking about. Yes, it was the coronavirus and there was all, you know, things were a bit different. But they were just fucking about. I said, give me my fucking clothes. Give me my clothes. Anyway, they, they kept fucking about for about a month or something. So it was going down to get your, your, your lunch, your dinner, your bit of food. And um, I just walked down there, start bollock fucking naked, apart from a pair of, uh, of flip-flops and a smile. Start bollock naked. The screws just rush around, walk straight down, straight down the bottom of the landing, straight to the dinner hall, start bollock naked. Henry, what the fuck are you doing? I said, well, where's my fucking clothes? All I'm asking for is my fucking next day, my clothes are there. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that sometimes in life you have to take them extreme measures to fucking, for some people to, to you know, for people to do things. Yeah, well, hopefully you don't end up back, going back there. I'm not going spoke to people who've been away, like yourself and that. And it sounds like it's like cat A conditions. Mate, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. You wouldn't treat a fucking dog like that, you know? I know, and it's just obviously this lockdown still like, looks like it's going to carry on. I know, I'll probably get banged up just for doing this interview. But, well, yeah. fingers crossed, obviously, they give you a chance and you can get on with your life, yeah. you know? Is there anything else you want to touch on that we obviously ain't touched on today? Shout out to Andy Bakewell from Barefist Boxing Association and Ian Morris Mozzie and James Cooper from Bloodsport Affiliated for giving me the opportunity to fight when, you know, when others wouldn't. Of course. And so, um, 
like Darren's touched on, we said previously, he's got the fight coming up in February, and we're going to try and do a little bit of the build-up with that, and maybe do a little documentary of it, showing the build-up over the month or two um, leading up to that in the new year. Um, so I'd like to obviously thank you very much for the opportunity today, Darren. And no obviously worries. you're going to be back on very soon. And obviously I'd like to thank Lab99 Gym for giving us the space today. Lovely gym. If anyone ain't, uh, from local area, come try it out. And uh, yeah, I'd like to thank my viewers. And then until next time, Darren, thank you very much. Man. Thank you.